The Jeep was sliding uncontrollably down the trail. I'm sure I was panicked. Bill says panic kills, and I know better. But in that instance, the fear was real. I was convinced in a split second that I was going over the side or I was destroying the Jeep, and darn, that was going to be expensive. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep on a Jeep or driven driven anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Jeeps. Infotainment. Jeeps. (laughs) It's always about Jeeps. Welcome to the show, fellow Jeeper. On this episode, we're going to hear more about the future of the Cherokee name with Jeep, who is turning 80 this year, by the way. So we're going to have some news about what all that means. Happy birthday, Jeep. We'll be answering your calls, and I may even have something special to share about the Grand Wagoneers. Oh, and stick around. Later in the show, we debate over what the best Jeep of all time is. Hmm. And howdy, it's Wendy. And today, it's the Jeep Ice Capades show. (laughs) Oh, God. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and on Jeep Life, cold weather, camper life, lessons learned. I'm Tony, and I have an announcement to make, and uh, here's a hint. I am Spartacus! Well, so long as you're wearing more than leather straps and a loincloth, I don't care what you call yourself. (laughs) This leather chair was a bad choice. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's sticky. You can't stand up too fast. And there's hairs left. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, listeners, but I'm glad Tony's sitting down. You can only and see for those of you <laughs> having an overactive imagination like mine, you might need a break. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a bing, 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 bing as you stand up too fast. So there uh-huh. you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, roll the Jeep Talk Show uh, this is weekend Jeep opening, Josh. Yes. Right yes, now, please. please. Uh-huh. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this weekend Jeep. And this week in Jeep is this week is brought to you by Mind Bleach. You have an overactive imagination and an image that you can't get rid of. Use Mind Bleach. <laughs> All right, it's been a good uh, two decades or so since a new Jeep Grand Wagoneer floated down the highways and byways of America. Okay, technically there was a one-year Grand Wagoneer offered in 1993, but it was merely a top trim badge of the smaller Grand Cherokee ZJ. That clearly, doesn't count, right? Now, as for those full-size Grand Wagoneers of yesteryear, they said goodbye in 1991, and the years came and went with nary a whisper about their return. As we all know now, the Jeep Grand Platform is set to return for the 2022 model year, and we now know when the covers are going to finally lift off the new production model. Jeep has played it really close to the vest with this one and has waited till nearly the last minute to announce the reveal date. Now, you can see the long-awaited return of the Grand Wagoneer March 11th, 2021 at high noon Eastern Standard Time. Jeep will host a live stream event revealing the full-sized SUV in both Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer trims on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube simultaneously. We will, of course, have the links to those streams in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. Now, Jeep has teased the release of the Wagoneer event in a 15-second video put out on YouTube and through social media just this week. It promises that, quote, grand adventures return. And in the midst of a bunch of mist and fog, low lighting and odd camera angles, we see it. 
a foggy glimpse of the grand grill, and it is definitely grand in every sense. Now, I can clearly see angles and lines reminiscent of the old waggies. There may even be a little Kaiser era seen in some of the proportions. LED headlights up high, brow lights above that, right at the expansive spreading hood line. We see double, triple auxiliary light configuration down low at what may be below the bumper line. I don't know. Jeep has done an excellent job of keeping virtually any and all details surrounding the Wagoneers since, uh, well, uh, since the official word came out that they were coming back. Now, we can't see much of anything other than this partial view of the front in this teaser video for now, and even then, that's not a whole lot to write home about. But the 11th is just around the corner from the time we're recording this episode. So you can be sure that if you miss the unveiling a week from now, we will have more information on these two brand new full-size Jeeps on the next episode. So, so are you guys interested in the Grand Wagoneer at all? I am uh, more from a nostalgic standpoint. It was actually yeah. the first vehicle I ever drove. I was still in single-digit oh, wow. age at the time, sitting on my grandfather grandfather's lap, um, heading up Highway 26 up to Mount Hood, driving, uh, steering, I should say, the Grand Wagoneer that he had had. So, I mean, I my you know Jeep history goes way back. And, and so I've got a, I've always had a soft spot for the Wagoneers. Uh, and so especially the Woodside, uh, you know, Waggies of, of uh, you know, those were just oh, so something about those Grand Wagoneers. I don't know. They floated like a Cadillac. They were capable like a Jeep. They were built like a tank. I mean, it's just they had room for days. Uh, super comfortable. Uh, you know, I don't know. A lot to be said about them. Now, that being said, we have heard from Stellantis that the Grand Wagoneer and the Wagoneer is soon going to be. Uh, showcased as what is going to be the pinnacle of luxury automotive in 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 the U.S. Uh, so I imagine we're going to be seeing a lot of connectivity, a lot of technology, a lot of stuff that we've never seen from Jeep ever before, uh, and it should be very interesting. So I, for one, am going to be tuning into this uh, this live uh, event they're going to be doing uh, a week from today. 12 p.m. I'm going to have to, you know, take a lunch break, uh, pop a <laughs> link in and uh, see what's what. But uh, but yeah, I'll be talking about it next week. So stay tuned. How about you, Wendy? Uh, Grand Wagoneer experience at all? I don't, uh, but I'm just curious to see what they come out with and how they've evolved. It'll be fun to see the the reveal. See how, you know, what it looks like. I mean, I'm not against luxury, but it's just not something I, 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 I equate Jeep to. Uh, like, you know, let me. It's you know like I've always I've always said you don't like the ride of a Jeep uh, by a Cadillac. Well, that might be changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It may it may be a Jeep and uh, that rides like a Cadillac. So we'll have to wait and see. I had a friend of mine that actually was uh, given uh, a grand. Uh, I think it was a Cherokee Chief that he oh, was okay. that he was different. given. I was yeah. going to say Grand Wagoneer, but Similar, I think it was a Chief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I remember it was before I was into Jeeps. I'd all been interested in Jeeps for years at that time. And I just thought it was really cool. And I, and he sold it because uh, he said it got like, you know, two miles per gallon or something. Uh, I, that would probably have been the early to mid-80s whenever he got that thing. It was maroon, I believe. But it was it was a Jeep, man. I thought it was nice. So, all right, there you go. You know, speaking of the, of Jeeps of that era, actually, I, I got a buddy who, in a, in a couple weeks, he's going to be taking delivery on two Jeeps, one of which is a 1979 Jeep Cherokee Golden Eagle. Oh, that's nice. Uh, wow. uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, he has, he has asked me if I am willing to, uh, participate in, uh, uh, some resto mods of both of these Jeeps. Uh, one of them is a 79. The other one I think is like a 73 or something like that. It's, it's, it's an older uh, version of the Cherokee. I think it's a Cherokee chief. 
Um, in any any event, uh, th they allegedly both run and drive, uh, but they are in mixed condition, the, sure. the pair of them. Um, but he's going to be taking delivery on, on both of them here in the next, I think, two weeks. Now, um, so, now, now, I know it said Golden, golden Eagle on the side, on, on the ones that I remember. And, and did it have a Golden Eagle on the hood as well? A sticker? I can't remember if it had the, you know, like the Trans Ams had the Golden yeah. Eagle on the hood. You know, that's, I mean, I always kind of go back yeah, to the, you know, yeah. the, 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 when I hear Golden Eagle, that's where I go. I go to the TA versus the, you know, the Jeep Cherokee, but even being a cheap guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I can't remember exactly on those. I have to do some Google foo and, and see if we can uh, pull up an image of one of those. Ah, cool. Well, anyway, down a rabbit trail, but it's all Jeep related. Yeah, I know. Time. I know. <laughs> Full size Jeeps. I, I got a soft spot. Well, speaking of Jeeps that you can buy or can't buy, here's one that uh, you can't buy. It's a limited edition, edition Jeep, and you can't get it here in the U.S. It's 2021, and that means Jeep is now 80 years old. Happy birthday, Jeep. And Jeep is celebrating its 80th anniversary in style this year with a slew of special editions. Yeah, I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> if you don't know, Jeep has a long, long history of special editions and limited release trim packages, and, well, not all of them have been winners. But this go-around, you can see new versions of the 2021 Jeep Wrangler, Gladiator, Compass, Renegade, and Cherokee, as well as the Grand Cherokee, each model featuring unique exterior and interior accents. The 80th anniversary badging and special wheels, among other enhancements, will go all the way around. Sounds nice, right? Well, wait for the comparison at the end. Trust me. Now, continuing the 80th birthday celebrations, Jeep has revealed yet another special edition Wrangler dubbed the Wrangler 1941. Unfortunately for us Yanks, it won't be going on sale here in the U.S. <laughs> it's the limited edition sense. Jeep Wrangler 1941 will be sold exclusively in the U.K. Starting with oh the four-door Wrangler Rubicon, Jeep then equips the already top-of-the-line Wrangler with an array of accessories, extra accessories designed specifically for the commemorative off-roader. As standard, the Wrangler 1941 will be fitted with a 2-inch suspension lift kit, extended wheel arches, and an enhanced rear unibody protection package. Insurance companies unibody? won't let them call it armor. So, there you go. <laughs> Visually, the special edition Wrangler is distinguished from any other Wrangler with a black painted fuel filler cap, door sill guards, and front and rear splash guards, along with a unique 1941 hood decal honoring Jeep's heritage. Inside, the cabin features a hardtop headliner and durable all-weather floor mats as standard. Like the regular Wrangler Rubicon sold in the UK, the 1941 edition is powered by a 2.2-liter four-cylinder diesel engine, producing 197 horsepower and 332 foot-pounds of torque, which is uh, sent to all four wheels through an eight-speed automatic transmission. Available in brilliant black, granite crystal, firecracker red, or billet silver, the Jeep Wrangler 1941 will be limited to just 41 units. That's shocker, it. Shocker. They are making oh only 41 God. of these things. And that's going to be it. Orders are now open in the UK with pricing starting at just over 58,000 pounds. That's around $80,000, making it considerably more expensive than the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon here in America, which starts at 38695 now, the four-door Jeep Wrangler 80th Anniversary Edition starts uh, at $39,490 here in the States, but it does not come with any of the rugged Jeep performance parts like the Wrangler 1941. Instead, you get 18-inch wheels painted in granite crystal, body-colored matched fenders, new exterior color options, an 8.1 touchscreen, and an 80th Anniversary badging applied to the exterior, and you get some floor mats. 
Sounds like a trip to the nail salon with a pig from the county fair in comparison, <laughs> now, doesn't it? <laughs> my question, my question is when or if there will be availability, and how compatible would the armor package be as a separate purchase here in the U.S. for, let's say, an average USJL? Is it even available? I, I don't know, but I think those are questions that some of you might be interested. I'll go ahead and let you solve that mystery yourself. What do you guys think? I mean, I know the pictures, you know, it shows right-hand drive, uh, not here, you know, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that being said, uh, everything else. I I don't understand why they wouldn't give that to us here in the U.S. What's going on? Yeah, it's a bit strange, I think. Uh, I do like that it's red. Uh, well, especially I that, air, that. Especially that interior. That was nice. Okay, let let's let's just. I'm I'm gonna take a take you into the wayback machine a little bit here. In 1941, where would you say the world's biggest uh, collection of Jeeps were? They weren't red. I can promise. And they you. weren't in the U.S. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, I did think so about that, that. That's primarily, I think, the drive behind this is because. Yeah. In 1941, you were you. It was probably impossible to find a Jeep in the U.S. I, you know, there might have been a few on on some bases oh, here and there. Oh, that's very true. But you know, they they were abroad. They were in the war. So, um, you know that that's I, I think that's the motivation behind a lot of this. Will you be able to see a couple of these in the United States? I would imagine that there will be people out there that are going to spend a few thousand dollars to have these shipped over. Uh, just to, you know, for bragging rights, I'm sure Jay Leno might have one in his garage. That's exactly I who I was thinking. I was actually <laughs> yeah. thinking that if Jay was a, a big time Jeep guy, he would have 41 of them. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> well, at eighty thousand bucks, I, I, that's a oh, big check. Chump uh, change for Leno. Anybody, but, uh, yeah. So, so apparently, eighty years ago, you couldn't get a Jeep in the U.S., and eighty years later, you, you can't, get, can't get this one. You still so can't get, you can't get this one. <laughs> it's the same. So I guess Wait, it all well, works you know, out. Well, you know, I think it was the popularity <laughs> of the Jeep uh, to the World War II soldiers that really uh, made the Jeep brand so popular in the states. When they got back to the states, they wanted the Jeep. They wanted the little little thing that it, they knew that would go anywhere uh, and uh, fit anywhere and go anywhere. It just it made a name for itself. Uh, in the war, how's how does it go? The uh, the Jeep won a war. Your Honda uh, mows my yard. So. Mows my lawn. Yes. <laughs> mows well, it. Gets of, off of uh, it. Speaking of naming things, uh, the CEO of Jeep's parent company says he's willing to stop using the Cherokee name. Carlos Tavares is on my shit list. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> the CEO of the newly formed auto conglomerate Stellantis, who's uh, you know Jeep's parent company. He has expressed openness to the possibility of not using the Cherokee name for any of Jeep's vehicles moving forward. The change comes after the nation's largest Native American tribe urged Jeep to ditch the branding in a desperate move to be included in the wokeness wave taking over the nation. While he's open to honoring the Cherokee Nation's request, Tavares claimed that the practice of naming cars after an indigenous tribes was a way of showing respect. Absolutely. And for the last 47 some odd years, it has been so. With no complaints, no lawsuits or official demands of any kind until we allow the precedence to be set in this day and age of cancel culture. And so now you can probably say goodbye to Cherokee. I, I know I take a different stance on this, but I, I, I kind of understand. <laughs> no, I kind of understand oh, that if you if you've gone through uh, what did you say, forty years, forty seven years, they've been using almost this name, fifty years, almost yeah. a half a century. Uh, if you didn't feel comfortable of speaking up because nobody's going to listen to me, nobody's going to listen to me, a, a lowly Indian, because the way 
uh, Indians have been treated for you know longer than 47 years, I can see why they wouldn't speak up. And I can understand why now in this woke culture they may feel uh, that, hey, maybe I can bitch about it and somebody will listen. So, I mean, if it really bothers them, uh, I can't say it's wrong not to ask. But, you know, to cancel altogether something that has been used for a half a century on, you know, I mean, literally millions and millions of vehicles, uh, you know, could they be owed something then? Would there be reparations? Uh, I would rather see reparations being made and the Cherokee costs go up $10,000 than to see the Cherokee name badge <laughs> go away forever because of yeah. reasons. You, you say that because you're not, you know you're not going to buy one. <laughs> so, but, but here's the question. If, if they do away yeah. with it, does that mean they're admitting sort of guilt or usage? So what happens to the people that own a Cherokee <laughs> well, that, now? Are, are they going to be able to drive Reggie. around or are they going to get harassed and... Hey, what culture? You shouldn't have a car that has that name on it. I mean, you know, I could see this going really deep too far down the road. I mean, it's kind of I agreed. This, yeah, it. this could go sideways very quickly if if suddenly you know it, this this is allowed. You know, if, if this yeah, this can get out of control and and certainly get into the realm of well, anytime you know the groups like Antifa or something decide that they want to go on a rampage and oh, there's a Cherokee. Well, we better bash it. You know, I right. Uh, so you know, people getting paint thrown. I mean, you remember back, uh, oh, the you know, fur, back yeah. the day, people were getting paint thrown on, you know, because they were wearing a fur coat or something like that. You know, yes, exactly. Um, and, and so you know, th I could very easily see something similar to that. You know, somebody's uh, Jeep gets you know doused with brake fluid one night, and they wake up to a you know a vehicle with no paint on it. So you know, it's or I, I could see, yeah, you know, I could see this sort of stuff happening. <laughs> Timely reference. Isn't it? <laughs> it's actually a story here on the Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, I was uh, listening to that one the other day. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, Tony. I'm likely never going to be buying a newer Cherokee. That that being said, I am a a big proponent for the the Jeep Cherokee XJ, a, a very prominent vehicle yeah, that uh, uh, the Jeep sold a lot of units of. So um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's there was a a massive culture. Uh, around the Cherokee and uh, being that there is a Cherokee nation and, and that they are now suddenly taking a, a sensitive approach to this name being used, uh, you know, I would I, I think there are other options that should be on the table versus just, well, you got to cancel using it no more. It's got to go away. Is that the way they're putting it or are they just saying they don't like it? They'd like to see it stop being used. I mean, there's, there's they want to see it stop being used. There's one where it's say it's like a. Uh, you know, damn it, I want money, I want you guys to stop, or you have to pay, or, you know, to me, that's different than, you know, we'd really appreciate it if you'd stop using the name. I mean, I agree with, with most everybody about, it's. I think it's an honor. Uh, it's a remembrance of a, a great Cherokee tribe that was in this country uh, before we were. And, uh, you know, I like the Cherokee name. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. It gives It's a bit of heritage of the United States. And, and, and some anti- uh, it has some uh, infamous uh, connotations to it as well because of what happened to the Indians uh, from uh, us white folks. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can see it both ways. Uh, it's Keep in mind, we were, we were making jokes about get off my lawn and not changing the name of this is, to me, very reminiscent of it's been this way for 47 years. I don't want it to change. I don't like change. No, 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 get off my lawn. <laughs> You're calling me an old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the old woman fits. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the future is going to hold. What I do know is that the Cherokee Nation is, uh, has released a statement saying that they are in a uh, quote-unquote open dialogue with Stellantis. So uh, that means there's some yeah. back and forth. That means that they're talking about it. 
uh, you know, what it, what exactly is going to happen. It may take months, uh, if not maybe even years to find out. I don't know. Uh, I, this could end up getting tied up in litigation. Could this go to the Supreme Court? I, I don't know. Um, there's just, there's too many ifs and unknowns about, you know, what all is surrounding this and exactly what the Cherokee Nation is demanding uh, or what they will settle for. Uh, so, of course, you know, you can keep it uh, keep it right here and we'll let you know what happens. What is it? The Washington Redskins have changed their name to the football yes, team? The Washington football team. Oh, God, Washington football team. The embarrassment. Oh, the embarrassment. Oh, <laughs> uh, the soccer people are going to start bitching about that. Hey, we play football, too, and it's not that. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a news tip response to one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you got to say. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Be sure to tell your friends about that, by the way. The 4x4 Radio Network is a website, and it is the uh, basically your one-stop shop for everything that is off-road podcast-related. Uh, we started it up here. Uh, the Jeep Talk Show is a part of it, and we are uh, under the umbrella of the 4x4 Radio Network, as is the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, lots of off great off-road shows. They're all for free. All you got to do is go to this one spot for x4 radio network.com it's all one word four by four radio network.com the jeep talk show is there too we'll see you there yeah i'm just calling to comment on the fireside chat now i guess the springsteen unity commercial didn't quite have the effect that jeep intended well chief snowflake saw this commercial for what it truly was a sign of weakness by jeep if jeep gives in this pos won't be satisfied until all internal combustion engines in cars are eliminated because saying there's an engine under the hood is racist. <laughs> Seriously, oh. trademark word Cherokee does not belong to Chief Snowflake. Indians did not have a written language when Paleface founded this country. Therefore, Chief oh. should go tell him to sit on his peace pipe. Oh, and I can say God. all this because I'm a white Native American. Bye. No, I'm I'm calling racism on that uh, that voicemail. What do you think? I, what do I you don't guys know. think? I I think there is was that borderline. A, I, uh, borderline. I think we're dancing on the line thereof, but uh, I don't yeah. think we've crossed over quite yet. I think yet. We're, tr- that, that. we're sort of treading lightly there. Chief Snowflake. Uh, I- <laughs> that was, that was good. But, but oh, wait a minute. Oh now, hold God. on. Chief, but Chief Snowflake is not necessarily restricted to just one person. No, we no, could no. use nope. that for several oh, right yeah. now. Oh, absolutely. I, I think we just <laughs> came up with, I, I think I we just came up with a replacement name for the Cherokee. It's the not the chief snowflake. It's the Jeep snowflake. <laughs> Jeep snowflake. Well, no, in, in the Grand Cherokee would be would the actually be the snowflake. Chief snowflake. It'd be a, a yeah. larger, uh, or the, a much larger. Be, yeah. yeah, the Grand Snowflake. <laughs> a much larger snowflake. Oh my God! Could you imagine the people that would be just pissed off at Jeep if they went with Snowflake as a a car name? <laughs> Let's not give it any ideas, okay? Oh, I think it would be hilarious. It would. Uh, no, the board members are all like, "Guys, nice, great idea! Yeah, yeah, go with you, Bob." <laughs> Whose idea was that? It's awesome. <laughs> it's that show, show. It's that show that we're suing to go take them off this <laughs> off the pod waves. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Of course, I, I came up with it, so that I got pat myself on the back there. <laughs> All right, guys, do you know we're just a week away from the Lone Star Jeep invasion? Counting the days. Are, are you going? 
Mm, a little I'd too far to. for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's, yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Damn it, Wendy. You keep saying, come on out. Come on out. Come on, Wendy. You guys, you just got, you guys. 16-hour drive. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, this is a 16-hour drive for me. Come on, Wendy. Come on here. So I'm going to be there at the, the Lone Star Jeep Invasion. Now, it's, it's one of the few events, Jeep events, that happen in the Houston area. And this one's actually going to be in Conroe, which is a little north of, uh, of Houston. But it's about, I don't know, about a 40-minute drive for me. So it's it's at the right time of I year. I drove that. I drove longer to that for work for fifteen years. Oh, I know, but it's it's close enough, and it's the right time of year where I can usually get there without it, my Jeep overheating uh, on the highway. So, oh, I think those days are long behind you. So, <laughs> if uh, if if it's in the seventies, it'll be fine. But damn it, I'm going. Uh, if I've if I got to drive at fifty five miles an hour, I'm going up there. Well, you know, people get pissed at you when you're driving fifty five on any highway these days. <laughs> <laughs> Likely to get ran off the road or shot if you're trying to do that up in Seattle. So yeah, snow, yeah. Uh, slow lane or the sh- it's like get on the shoulder if you're gonna park. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, the red XJ will be in the show and shine. So please stop by and say hello. Lone Star oh, Jeep for him. <laughs> Lone Star Jeep Invasion is uh, it's just for advertising. I don't care anything about winning. Lone, you know the the gladiator with you know on fifty uh, fours with uh, the fifty <laughs> the dual fifty g- yeah. caliber uh, Gatling guns will will be the one that wins. Um, so <laughs> so anyway, stop by and say hello. The Lone Star Jeep Invasion is being held in the Houston area in Conroe, Texas. Get more information by going to the Lone Star uh, Jeep Invasion dot com. That's Lone Star Jeep Invasion dot com. And uh, I and the and the Jeep Talk Show. Hope to see you there. I'm going to take a pause yes, on that one. I, I, I'm hoping anybody who attends effect. stops by, says hello to Tony. Make sure you have a conversation with him. He's got questions for you, so stop on by. Absolutely. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, we did a Jeep run last weekend uh, with our 4x4 club, and it was a great trail called Heartbreak Ridge. Now, it's a medium run with some difficult sections below Big Bear, but not quite down to the the desert. The trail meanders through desert-type terrain with yuccas and trees and obstacles like jagged rocks and deep ruts and deep holes and some difficult spots that you can't quite see over the next hump. And just to clarify what that means, there are sections of the trail that seem to end in the air. Actually, the steep drop-off on the other side is mostly invisible to the driver because you just can't see over the hood. You really have to trust your driving skills and know the trail to let the Jeep do its thing. Now, we had 13 Jeeps and 23 people on this adventure. We were just all happy to get out and enjoy some warm sunshine. Now, there's an offshoot to this trail, which gives it the name Ridge, that if you didn't know where to turn, you would miss it. It's a loop trail that takes you up to the top of this ridge and back down to the main trail. There are views galore and a memorial to a fallen outdoor enthusiast with a plaque and box to leave notes and etc. at the top as well. Now, there was an active mine at one point, so you have to be careful not to fall in this big, huge hole. Well, we ventured on this offshoot and the road seemed dry and great for wheeling. As we got closer to the top, there were some noticeable snow patches in the shadows of the trail. As we continued, the, the terrain started changing Um, And we started to climb a little bit, and the first patch of snow on the trail got our attention. Now, someone had been on this trail prior, as I could see the tracks in the snow. And for those of you that are aware of driving on snow, once vehicles start driving over snow, it becomes ice. Now, you could clearly see the tracks frozen in time, packed down, and clearly marking the path. 
Now, Bill got out and spotted me through it. Yes, I was driving. I love this trail. And he had me take the higher side of the snow where there was no ice, and I got through with a little effort and some good driving skills. Bill continued to help the rest of the group behind me. Yes, we were leading. I continued forward and drove the same way through another patch, taking the snow path, not the ice path, and making it to the next dry dirt patch. As I waited for the Jeep behind me to come up, I decided I needed to continue to move forward so that all Jeeps could get through and not stop on the snow or ice patches. By this time, you could see up ahead that the trail was covered in more snow, as this was part of the trail a little bit more shaded. But that doesn't stop us Jeepers. I decided to drive through this next patch. It was about 30 feet long uphill. I could clearly see the ice tracks and also the snow that hadn't been disturbed. I chose to drive to the right and put my tires onto the snow parts and away I went. Just as I got to the end of the patch, the Jeep slipped off the snow and onto that ice patch. I continued to push through with Bill in my head saying, don't lift, hoping for the tires to grab onto that dry dirt that was just a few feet away. Well, no luck. Now, I do need to admit I have never driven on ice. I have never drifted a car or had any really sort of experience sliding in a vehicle. Now, if you remember my very first Jeep story I shared that I thought all vehicles should remain with all four tires on the pavement, that was episode 425 if you're curious. Well, I know you can't brake when it's icy, but that didn't stop me from trying. Y'all know once the tires lose traction, you pretty much are a sitting passenger. But I thought if I tried the brakes, I could somehow magically make the Jeep stop. Well, no luck. Then I remembered, holy shit, I'm on an incline and there's a steep 20 to 30 foot drop off to my right. Bill says it was only 10 feet. I did manage <laughs> to use my mirrors and tried to steer the Jeep straight down the trail backwards. The Jeep was sliding uncontrollably down the trail. I'm sure I was panicked. Bill says panic kills and I know better. But in that instance, the fear was real. I was convinced in a split second that I was going over the side or I was destroying the Jeep and darn, that was going to be expensive. Well, I managed, probably sheer luck and gravity, to keep the Jeep on the trail and it came to a stop on the dry dirt. Did I mention I love dry dirt? Now, what <laughs> happened next completely took me by surprise. The most incredible adrenaline dump I have ever experienced. For those of you who want free tactical training, drive a Jeep uphill through an ice patch, and when you lose traction and hang on, well, my hands started shaking first. And I don't mean a tiny shake. I'm talking shaking like I had tremors or needed some kind of food shaking. Oh, then the leg started. I couldn't remove my leg from the brake. It was shaking so much. I had no idea that I was that scared at that moment. Now, Bill finally came up to the Jeep as the group had decided that the Jeep behind us couldn't even make it up that first patch and that no one was making it up this loop. He rescued me, so to speak, and I was able to get out of the Jeep and regain my composure. We couldn't go any further. There were no additional tracks in the snow patches further up. At this point, I let Bill back the Jeep down through the second patch of ice and turned the Jeep around. All of the 13 Jeeps had to turn around on a single narrow dirt road, but as good Jeepers do, we all managed to work it out. Now, I will tell you that Bill did drive the Jeep downhill through that first obstacle on the ice. I knew that that ice patch was going to be treacherous, and I wanted no part of it. Instead, I filmed him coming down the trail. What a wild ride for him. Now, he has so much more experience driving than I do. He has driven race cars, done drifting, dune buggies, and lots of other stuff. He was having a blast for the 50 feet or so of complete loss of control and sliding with tires locked up. The smile on his face was priceless. 
Now I had a, cho a choice at this point to continue to drive the rest of the trail or sit on the passenger side and ponder my almost demise. I chose to drive. I'm a big proponent of if you fall off the horse, get back in the saddle. Now we had an awesome day with lots of good obstacles, trails that had no more ice and great views. And I share this story because as newbies, you may not comprehend how something as simple as driving on ice could turn sideways, pun intended. I share my experience to also show that you can have an experience like this and come out okay on the other side and learn from it. Hopefully this story doesn't keep you from trying things. That's how we learn. For me, I'll leave the ice capades to Bill and others with more experience. Glad I did it. I can now check that off my list. So guys, do you have an ice story to share? I'm sure both of you had to drive in ice at some point. Well, I mean, up here in the Northwest, we get ice all the time. In fact, we just uh, a couple weeks ago had a uh, fair amount of ice rain uh, that, that came through the area. And uh, some regions in, in my immediate area got it worse than others. Uh, I think in one town, they got uh, as much as an inch and three quarters of ice rain. So imagine that, uh, nearly two inches of ice on top of everything. Now, no, I love <laughs> snow wheeling. I, I love yes. having a Jeep in the snow. There is there is few pleasures out there that equal uh, jeeping in the snow. Um, uh, that being said, uh, you know, ice completely changes everything. Uh, yep. Whether you're whether you're just driving on the street, trying to make a grocery store run uh, with a Jeep or, you know, uh, take somebody somewhere, or whether you're out on the trail and uh, temperatures had dropped the night before and suddenly all that dew and moisture that was on the trail and on those rocks turns into a nice ice shellacking. And, uh, you know, that, that completely can change your line and, and how the terrain reacts to, um, you know, to the Jeep and, and what you're trying to do. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I've wheeled in all kinds of ice and you know, where we, you know, you kind of, the higher up you get, the, the less <laughs> snowy it gets and the more icy it gets. Uh, we deal a lot with that out here in the Northwest as well on some trails. And at a certain point, they even close certain trails because of that because they just they get too icy too they much get too ice. treacherous it becomes a, a, a more of a danger than yeah. um an experience uh and so they they close trails um up until about i think may 1st is when some trails open that are usually closed from about december on so uh yeah they, i've on this on this show i've i've told the story about uh, a very nasty recovery we had to do in the snow with multiple jeeps multiple uh um, uh, tow ropes and, and, and winches and uh, snatch blocks. I mean, it was, it was very ugly. Um, but it took several hours, uh, and it was all because of, of ice and uh, unpreparedness and, and a few other factors as well. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it a lot up here, so I've got, I've got more stories than we have time for, to be honest. Yeah, wow. It, it was interesting to me that the Jeep... I mean, it's rolling backwards downhill. There's not a whole lot you can do about it, honestly. But it was interesting how, how that fear can set in pretty quick. And you don't even realize it in the moment. You know, you're trying to just keep your wits about you. And when the Jeep stops, you kind of realize, <laughs> okay, now well, it's coming. Oof. And it's amazing how, how much, you know, mental processing you do in a fraction of a second. Uh, how many things go through your head and, and you don't realize it until well after the fact and you have, you yes. have time to reflect the adrenaline has, you know, metabolized through your system and you can kind of, you know, look back on it with, uh, you know, a different part of your brain and start, you know, using the analytics of your, of your, of your head instead of the reactions, you know, in, in your, in your, in your reactionary systems. And so, you know, you, you start thinking it's like, wow, you know, in that, 
you know, for seven tenths of a second, it talked, it, you know, took me to shift from this to that, or to turn the <laughs> wheel from this to that, you know, this, and I was thinking about all these other things. Yeah. And it's incredible how much, you know, goes through your head. Now, when you're having fun and this is happening at the same time, it's incredible when you can drift the sure. Jeep and you can hit some ice and you know how the vehicle is going to react. You can have a sort of un, uh, a controlled, uncontrollable reaction, as it were, you know, it's, Yes, there is some chaos happening, but you kind of have a little bit of a control on it. You don't know exactly how far the slide is going to go, but you can kind of kind of keep the attitude of it in, under control and, and all that stuff. It's, it's a blast. If you have yeah. the, the opportunity, uh, you know, a parking lot that's iced over or something like that, I mean, it can be a load of fun, but it can also get out of control really fast. So <laughs> you got to be careful. Now, Wendy, I don't want you to feel bad about, you know, getting the adrenaline going, getting so scared that you had an adrenaline rush. It's happened to me as well. Um, I was uh, sitting in a Chinese restaurant, and they brought out the Mugai, Mugai pan, and I yeah. just got so excited. And somebody had spilled some tea with some ice when I was going over there, and I was slipping around trying to get to the, the buffet. I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna miss out on getting the first bite out of that uh, that oh pan. Oh my gosh! But they asked me to leave because you can't feed straight from the buffet. You got to put yeah, it on the no. plate first. So. Yeah, it's much easier. Yeah. <laughs> my no, only, Tony, my no. only <laughs> opportunity to uh, get on the ice was you know here recently. And the yes. power was off. And I, couldn't I thought get, about you. I couldn't get the Jeep out of the garage. The garage door was closed and it was locked. And, I, and, and then we have so much stuff in front of the, the door that goes from the house to the uh, the garage. Uh, I mean, I got a NP242 transfer case in front of that door. So there was a number, number of things to crawl over for me to actually get the Jeep out. So uh, now and uh, didn't have a, an opportunity. But there was a lot of ice out there. So I would imagine it's a lot of fun. And if you get into the feel of like what you were talking about, Bill, with the drifting and the out-of-control yeah. type stuff, you enjoy that because you know right. what to expect. You have some experience. I, I, and I was curious, were you did, were you in fear of your life or were you in fear of bending the Jeep? No, I think I was. it was more like the loss of control for that moment because all of a sudden the Jeep's no longer going forward. Now the reality of we're going backwards. Wait, there's this huge drop. There's the possibility of, you know, you see all these videos of people doing stupid stuff and rolling things. And so and you have no control. I mean, you're trying to turn the wheel and it's not responding. You're, you're, the brakes don't respond. Nothing's responding. So uh, probably subconsciously I was afraid because I didn't know the feeling or understand necessarily. But in the moment, I was just trying to, okay, where's my mirrors? Let me at least try to, well, I thought I was in control, but I knew not there was a dry the, patch behind me. Not the time to adjust your mirrors, Wendy. Nobody no, cares no, about adjust. <laughs> checking I mean, the makeup. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does no, sound I'm, like I'm it was those, a lot of fun, though. I'm one of those that drive a lot by my mirrors, too. And so, oh, absolutely. Even, yeah, even in, in times of uh, of chaos, you know, you got you to gotta check it out. Now, Tony, I, you know, we've been doing the show for, for 10 years or more now. 42 um, years, longer than Jeep's been alive. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I remember several instances of, you know, the, the Houston metropolitan area getting some ice rain. I know that you've experienced, uh, you know, icy roads uh, driving around on, on uh, I-10 oh, uh, around the I, area actually, many I do, times. I do remember driving on uh, uh, Highway uh, 99 out here uh, when it was icy. And uh, seeing a lot of vehicles on the sides of the road, and I was just, you know, blazing Chugging through. Along. I mean, yeah, I right. wasn't, I wasn't doing seventy, seventy-five, of course, right. but you know, it's not. But, but you were making your way. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's and it was overpasses. You know, you get you just kind of point it in the right direction as you're going over the overpass, 
And if you start sliding, you kind of slide that way. You know, it's right. actually better for gas mileage, uh, come to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, crazy times. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. For more information, check out our YouTube channel on Jeep 414-1-1 for more tips, tricks, and techniques. And by the way, we will have that video up of that run, I'm sure. And Dawn's going to be posting that with Bill driving down in that ice chute oh, with the no, total out of I'll, control. So that'll be fun. I see that, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you need a dash cam and then an internal cam yes. so we can watch oh. you as you're reacting. <laughs> No, I that would be no. Reaction. You don't understand. That's a million views because you, you know you won't be embarrassed whenever the 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 YouTube he's cash is rolling something. in. Yeah, he's he's on to something actually. <laughs> oh, maybe I yeah maybe I'll rethink that because that might be kind of funny. <laughs> and, and then uh, get a camera crew on Bill so you can see the terror in his face. Yeah. As, oh, don't break my Jeep. <laughs> well, you know it was funny. He had no idea that I had that whole experience. He didn't see the Jeep go up because he's be- he's behind trying to get the next Jeep up. And that, that gal could not get he through. Was, everything can be handled in editing. Uh, you can yes. always get him to act. <laughs> oh, that's true. We can always pretend. That's right. <laughs> hey, I'm Tom about to add the paper. Yeah, it sounds so tacky in racism. Call and report it. It, <laughs> it says, 23-year-old Cherokee. Red. Dante always. Is that Travis? It good engine. That sounds speed racist and derogatory. Speed racer? She runs fine. Oh, uh, I wonder if she took. Oh, uh, minor scratches. Oh, I bet for a huge cash. Make offer. Not until marriage and getting commie centers. I'm trying to find some wheels. Not going to last if that stay out. What? <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking, and how, how much trouble would we get in if we uh, added a little picture in a picture of a sign language interpreter and the person doing the sign language didn't know how sign language at all. They were just making it up with the hands as they went. <laughs> we, do you think we would get in trouble with some group I, or something? Because I think it'd probably, be hilarious. I, I, I'm just kind of curious to see how many deaf people you think are listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> that That's funny in itself. Okay, that was good. <laughs> that was excellent. And if, 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 the, if the sign language interpreter gets stomped, he just Bring, or she, he or she just brings out a shake weight and just lets it do the talking. <laughs> so I, it, during uh, all the the wildfires we had out here in Oregon over the uh, last summer, um, you, never you, know, got, we, we uh, had, you never got indicted for that, did you? No, <laughs> we had, uh, you know, there was a press conference like, you know, every, uh, you know, oh, every 30 minutes. Yeah, I think that's what uh, I'm getting and, this from. <laughs> dude, and so, yeah, and of course, they've, they've got the sign language guy. For whatever reason, apparently during every government press conference, you have to, it's like mandated, have to have a sign language person um, that, that, that is, you know, going along with whatever they're, they're saying. So, uh, for whatever reason, they hired this one guy. And he was on every one of these press conferences for weeks, <laughs> weeks, and mind you. And oh God, I bless his heart. He 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 was he was up there. He had a really nice suit on every time, and he's going along. But then his facial expressions start going into the mix, and he <laughs> goes like full Corky a couple of times, and just I mean like <laughs> I mean. And, and, <laughs> 
Okay, I thought this was the he's one. I was to bite his, he's trying to bite his own ear at a couple points, and and oh it's my like, God. Rick, put the I'm stick in his dying. mouth. <laughs> I'm dying because I'm you know I'm like I'm like trying to watch this for useful information. There's emergency going on. You know, I may have to evacuate. And I'm on the floor rolling, about ready to wet my pants because this guy in the background is making faces like I've never seen before. <laughs> like I'm trying to take this seriously, but homeboy, you're you're really screwing up my game here with all this stuff. But it was so, entertaining, is, yeah, is what you're saying. No, <laughs> so, I thought you. I was laughing through that because I thought you were talking about the thing. I thought maybe that it happened where you were, but there was actually a, an, an event where a government thing where the the sign language interpreter did not know sign language. And nobody yeah. knew uh, that they were up there doing the sign language, and it, they were just, you know, look. I've heard it of up. bullshitting your way into a job before, but <laughs> that takes the cake. You can you know, sign language, sure. <laughs> you know, here's some examples. You know, and they're just, you know, doing some, <laughs> some finger foo. And, and it's, oh, you're fast too. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I know is you can't hit the hole. Is the is the only one. Uh, but the, uh, the the thing was, I could just see this guy visiting somebody at the government facility and uh, somebody going, uh, you know, some secretary or somebody go, hey, do you, uh, can you do sign language? The guy goes, sure. <laughs> and they Great, put him on TV. You're on in 30 seconds. They need you on set A. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get a tie and a new shirt. Let's go. No, I want to apologize to all of our deaf listeners uh, for all that, uh, that all those jokes. <laughs> Bottom of our hearts. Oh, wait a minute. I guess they heard that. <laughs> it's old Robin Williams joke. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now. And I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be jeep talk show my ear holes you know just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button it'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show then why shouldn't you why shouldn't you give back just a little bit you rat bastards i gotta thank you because we got another friends uh no, no no i'm sorry not a friends with benefit a uh um sugar daddy sugar mama Wow. $100 subscription. I think we've gotten like five of these things so far. So that's like, you know, $65 after PayPal takes their fees. And it's, it's now, I'm guessing why we, we don't get ever get any basic memberships anymore. Cause I think it's my picture that's associated with it. You've got my ah. picture next to the basic membership. Nobody's going to buy that. Of course not. Well, that's you know, called marketing though. You know, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Done well. Done well. <laughs> yes. Oh, I should have got that one where you had the little eyes that, you know, the, 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 the pupils roll around that goofy one you were doing. Kind of like the, kind of like the sign language interpreter, that face you were making. That would have been, I got to change that. But uh, I think Wendy, Wendy is the one, uh, her picture is on there for the uh, sugar daddy, sugar mama. Uh, yeah. Just it's just random on there. It's it's like she's not a sugar daddy, sugar mama. Yeah, uh, no. but <laughs> just nope. like it's like Tammy's not a friend friend with benefits either. That's so, exactly she, right. <laughs> so she's on there uh, for that one. But I just want to yeah. really thank you guys for stepping up and uh, not wanting to be called a, a rat bastard. So <laughs> we really appreciate it. If you don't know what I'm uh, what we're talking about, go over to jeeptalkshow.com. and you'll see right there in the upper uh, right hand corner. I always have problems left and right. Uh, and uh, you'll see where you can subscribe. Yeah, where you can subscribe, <laughs> uh, become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show, and it helps us do all kinds of things, uh, buy things, uh, you know, 
pay for service this that we use for the show. Pay so, for electricity, you know, basic stuff. Oh God, yeah. There's a big, uh, big spike, uh, reverse spike on my uh, bill this month, uh, or from last month uh, when that power outage happened. But uh, yeah, electricity. Uh, we have to when we publish the show, we have to pay for that. So we really, really appreciate it. Yep, and if you know, if you've been listening to the show for very long, you know that's our announcement sound. Ooh. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> it, it can happen. So, uh, I do have an announcement to make. The Jeep Talk Show is buying a <gasps> Jeep Gladiator, also known as Jeep Truck, the JT. Woo-hoo. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So is this going to be like you, the Jeep Talk Show is buying this? So is this going to be like a shared custody sort of thing? Ooh, I, you know, I'm just, yes. just curious. If if you like thinking that, yes. Yes. <laughs> that every, makes you every that makes you feel good. You know, where where I get to play with it, like on supervised visits every third weekend or something. I mean, <laughs> any playing that you would do with it would have to be supervised. I'm sorry. All I know is <laughs> I'm not paying for Jeep support. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, man, we could run all kinds of trails down here in Southern California, Tony. That's uh, it. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to bash it right this second. I'll wait till, I, wait till it comes in. So the Zoom people were told about this last week in our after show chat. So if you uh, have the, the Jeep Talk Show app, either on your uh, Apple or uh, Android devoi- device, and you listen to last week's bonus episode, uh, you may have heard this. So the Zoom people were brought into this because, well, Josh read something well josh you you actually brought this up during the the, yeah, the after uh, the show right well i, I yeah. teased it during uh i teased it during episode 478 and it was only going to be uh, something that we're going to talk about uh during the bonus segment and and for those who don't know uh after the we re- finished recording the show there is some after shows some kind of like an after party if you will uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it gets sometimes just a few minutes, sometimes it's a lot longer. Uh, and there's, you never know what's going on at that no, point. No. It could just, no. be, <laughs> could just be, you know, behind the scenes show it's stuff. It's a free for all um, guys. Yes. It, it, it is more or less a free for all. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, there's all kinds of stuff. Well, anyways, I talked about, uh, an article that I, that I had read, I'd gone through a guy had done some video and, and some, a very well, uh, done write up, um, about towing with the gladiator. And in specific, actually towing a load heavier, wider, and longer than what the Gladiator is supposed to, quote-unquote, rated for, uh, to be able to tow with. And, and sort of went through some real-world uh, real uh, situations and tests, if you will, to try and, you know, really put the, put the towing, of the, towing uh, capabilities of the Gladiator through its paces. And the level of detail that this guy went through and, and his, uh, the way he described everything, uh, the videos and the pictures that went along with it, um, really, really well done. And so I, I put a link that I, I shared with uh, uh, shared with everybody um, in, in the show notes, uh, you know, for that. Uh, and based on that, Tony decided that uh, he was going to <laughs> get himself a get himself a gladiator, apparently. But uh, the Zoom people were a part of all that. And I'm, I'm guessing since they've got something to do with this now. Uh, and since you're going to be driving it, Tony, I'm guessing the leading color choice right now is what Mary Kay pastel pink. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I have been really shocked at the the lack of available colors uh, for these things. Uh, I, I have been to the Jeep.com site and have gone through the configurator. 
But I don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want to get too far ahead of this because uh, I'm. Uh, I told the Zoom people last week that I wanted to. Uh, and, and I know you thought I was joking, Josh, when I said I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get me a gladiator, and you're like, no, no way. Yeah. And I did. Well, I, I literally made the decision after Josh made the comment about the wow. the towing package. Wow. So uh, it it, it That's absolutely. That's how good the talk show is, folks. Yeah, I mean, you it, just it never actually, know what you're going to learn and uh, what you're going to decide to do. So good or, for you, Tony. Or like, <laughs> like you were talking about brain bleach, you may learn something you don't want to know. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> or code words like Chief Snowflake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. This 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 uh, lady uh, on uh, Weather Lady that I follow on Twitter, she started out the thing with uh, uh, Hallelujah, and uh, I responded back to her. Back to her, I said, you know, that's funny. That's my safe word. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm blocked. But anyway, it was fun. Uh, it's a restraining order. <laughs> so, no, uh, I don't know if you did a poll, Tony, or if it was just a sort of, you know, hey, everybody, uh, you know, yell out what color you think Tony should get the get the Jeep. I, I don't know. It, you know, was this, I, I, what was the leading color? What was the color that was picked for you? Well, of course, you know, with the my love of red, they uh, red. they yeah. they were all, all all saying black that they wanted me to yeah. get the the black Jeep, and uh, you know, I I think that the, the the black in front of the red would be just fine. I mean, it's not like it's the primary vehicle; it's a support it, vehicle. Sure, it could be another color besides except red. Except black shows everything. It shows the yeah. dirt. Well, shot. Wendy, it's not going to be white, be so you can just get off much. that hope right there. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say I if, if it was not. any other color, but black. If, if it ain't black, well, it ain't mine. I want a Jeep Eternity test. Damn it! I'm yeah. not the father. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be white. Well, so, now, I, I have a question for you, Tony. Sure. When you looked at the site, how many colors? Were, I mean, what colors were your options? The 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 only ones that I liked, uh, and when I say liked, it wasn't really a bright enough red. Red, of course. And uh, my wife uh, Susie reminded me that when we were. Uh, up around Dallas uh, when we went off-road, and, and we had uh, Brave Motorsports guy on here. He actually had a Gladiator, and I went and, and spoke to him about it because he had done all these modifications. And that's I, when I'm I, sorry. Did you say Brave Motorsports? Brave Motorsports. He's going to have to change that name. I, I, that, that's <laughs> racist. So, but uh, she reminded me that was a red Gladiator, and it, and it did look good. It just didn't look as, as good as the red, red. that uh, of, of earlier years the Jeep had. So, uh, but I like the green, but as Travis pointed out in a recent post, uh, I think it was on the Zoom people group, uh, it would make him think of Christmas if he saw uh, the, the green. Oh, yeah. green and red. I, yeah. I haven't seen the, yeah, that would be kind of funny. But, but there's but there's nothing wrong with Christmas, is there? I mean, even if no. it's in June or July, I mean, you know, still. No. So uh, anyway, I don't know, but I, I told him I wanted the, the Zoom people to pick the color. And uh, it, but it won't be pink, so don't think you guys are going to get away with anything. Uh, anything get away with anything because I'm going to make sure that uh, uh, you go in the right direction. Well, it's kind of funny because I've seen a lot of them around. Of course, orange is big out here. I don't know if that was last orange year's color a, or something. Yeah, yeah, orange is not available. But uh, uh, the other thing it, is, I don't care for it in the lighter color. So it's right. the white. Doesn't, oh, maybe I don't think maybe the white there is. Good. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. That is, I think it's called Dorito or something. Uh, but oh, it's. It's not Dorito, yeah. but it's kind of like a Dorito color, and it's not a very pleasant color. Uh, but yeah, it's it's light, and uh, I like bright colors. But that was a light one, and I'm really surprised they don't have yellow. Now my wife hates yellow, but Ugh. yeah, a lot of people do. But I don't mind yellow at all. A yellow, I think, a yellow TJ, yeah. especially with a tan top. That well, that's not you bad. Always, you could always get it wrapped. That's right. <sighs> that's really expensive. 
And not uh, really, not anymore today. It's not. Well, I've I've been told it's like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. That's not bad. Yeah, it's cheaper than paint. That, that would be about right. Yeah, so well, it, it is expensive. But, it just depends on your pocketbook. I don't live in California, uh, Wendy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just means but, I'm poorer than you. That's all. <laughs> but but I do want to make sure that uh, I put this out. Uh, I want to know if any of the Zoom people that are currently on listening now, and all of our listeners, I'd like you get to get in on this. I'm in the Houston area, and this is where we're gonna uh, where the show is gonna be buying this Gladiator. So if you know of a Houston area dealership salesperson, uh, dealership owner, whatever, uh, that we would uh, want to work with, I would love to have you jump in and put me in contact with them because I would much rather deal with somebody that has an idea of what's going on. And I, I do definitely want to include the dealership and the salespeople in upcoming segments that I'm going to be doing on this. I want to be able to go on the test drive, record them for the for the show, give you guys a, a real experience of what it's like to go and deal with a, a dealership buying a Jeep Gladiator and the things that you go through. I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff. So do, you, do you want a real world experience or do you want a, a pleasant experience? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can have that. It might be different. Now, Tony, I, I don't know if we've got if we got time for that. I'm just going to touch on it very briefly. Sure, there ahead. is a, a radio show um, that I listen to almost every weekend. Uh, it's a it's a, a car related uh, radio show, radio program. I, I you know anything car related. I'm I'm uh, vehicle related. I'm I'm really all about it. Um, and so this has been on the radio for for ages. Uh, and the, the two hosts, Jerry Reynolds and Kevin McCarthy, are are two car experts that have been in the automotive industry for decades. Uh, and have spent uh, literally, I think, over three decades vetting um, uh, dealerships around the nation uh, through a very extensive process uh, that, that really puts them uh, to the highest of ethical standards. Um, and uh, the way he talks about uh, the process in which he vets the dealers, uh, the process that he goes through um, uh, with that, um, uh, he's been reviewing vehicles um, for, for publications and, and websites and, and everything else for, for decades as well. Uh, the guy really knows what he, both of them really know what they're talking about. Car Pro USA radio show is what I'm talking about. They're in over 30 different radio markets currently, uh, several of which are actually in Texas. Um, I think there's a couple that are, I think you should be able to pick up, Tony. Um, I, would, I would suggest, uh, you know, looking through um, uh, their there are listings of, of uh, recommended dealers in your area. It seems the um, you know they they're held up to a higher standard than just about any other dealer out there. Um, and, and you you have to be you have to have a certain ethical standard in order to um, be on this list. Uh, and and have to and in order to stay on this list, you have to be you know regularly um, held up to these standards. So uh, check them out. It, it might be um, something that uh, points you in the right direction at least, or or hopefully uh, narrow your list down. And if anybody else out there is looking for you know another show to uh, to check out as far as you know something to listen to on live radio uh, on the weekends, um, you know there might be a CarPro USA radio uh, show in your in your area. Yep, yep. So I'm kind of hoping that somebody's going to get me uh, get me in with a dealership. You know, somebody maybe an owner yeah. or someone like that that uh, can uh, take me to the side and say, "Yeah, I don't talk to those people. Those are salespeople, and they'll they'll screw you." Let me maybe I'll let reach me out you. to Jack because I've, I've I've written that show a couple of questions over the years. Um, I've actually tried to to be a you know one of those call in experts if they have a you know a, a, an electrical related question. They have uh, people that call in with uh, technical questions all the time. They answer. Um, you know, questions live on the air and stuff. I've tried to get on the program a couple times, even uh, 
as recently as a couple months ago to try to get a free plug on a show. Um, but uh, that you know, trying to get in on a radio show of that popularity is uh, a little bit hard. So, uh, but nonetheless, maybe I'll try and read, uh, write, write them in a strongly worded letter. No, and uh, and see if they can't. Uh, you know, because of who we are, I mean, we are the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. That's got to come with some degree of clout. I Maybe they so. will take a personal interest in this and uh, possibly even do a um, you know a little bit of a collaboration or something like that. So I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I you think know, that'd be great. Possibilities do exist. Oh, absolutely. Well, and and I think Joss, if you address that letter to them to uh, Chief Snowflake, they'll probably respond. <laughs> yes. to Signed, Chief Snowflake. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, oh, also, too, I've reached out to several uh, vendors, vendors that we've dealt with, and asked them if they would like to be part of the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator build, and they have all said a resounding yes. Now, now, Wendy, I'll, I'll mention this to you. I did write Paul at Nexon Tire, and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't heard back from him, but uh, that would be my first choice for uh, upgraded tires on this Gladiator. Uh, would be to uh, some get get some Nexon Rodian MTXs on there because great right. tires on the XJ and I think you run them you and Bill run the the Rodian uh, uh, MTXs. MTXs on all your vehicles don't you uh, I- the including the Harley no, no. <laughs> that would be cool if we could but no it'll it'll make one yet look at the size <laughs> of that tire on that motorcycle yeah <laughs> so uh, anyway uh, put a bug in his ear because uh, like I said I'd uh, much rather. Uh, have the uh, the Nixon Rodians on there? So well, yeah, I'd be curious to see how they how they tow uh, actually, because we've heard about their off road prowess and you know and yep. and how they wear. Uh, but I don't know if we've really heard a whole lot or you know review wise as to you know the load rating on these tires. Well, how well do they actually, hold up? You guys tow them, right? Yeah, they're they're really good because we have a lifted Chevy, um, long bed, and we tow. Was it fifteen thousand five hundred? Yeah. I would think that, that tough sidewall would really help. Yeah, no in the, in problem. Yeah. And it travels beautifully. It's one of the best tires we've had on that on the Chevy. Is it the, so. is it the Rodian MTXs that you have on there? It is. Oh, yeah, it's cool. the same exact tires. Yeah. So, 37s. Yeah. Same thing. So, I mean, they're, you know, the vendors don't have to be a part of this, and I understand that, but I thought I'd at least reach out and ask. If you don't ask, you, you don't give get the opportunity. Yeah, first right to yeah. refusal. So I was really yeah. happy. Also, too, ever since I saw that Gladiator with those the toughy side beds, I mean the the side storage uh, at, at, oh, at yeah. SEMA in uh, in 2019 mm-hmm. when I went, you know that Tuffy has not come out with that product yet. It's something they showed. Uh, uh, yeah, I think on. it's think it's because of COVID and stuff. But uh, they it was uh, it was gorgeous. They had these these like side bed. It's almost like the the Dodge Ram truck that has the mm-hmm. the little toolbox built into the bed. Except this goes in the 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 the, the what am I trying to say? The bed of the uh, of the Gladiator, and yeah. it's not real wide, but it's really deep, and you could put a lot of stuff in there. And then Best Top had a uh, uh, what? How do you pronounce it? Is a toner toner cover? Toner, toner, tono, 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 a tono cover that went over it. Man, it was just so sleek looking, and uh, so that's kind of that's kind of my idea uh, right now. Is I'd like to have something uh, covering that bed. Uh, I'd still like to be able to use it, but boy, if I could put stuff in there and those uh, those yeah. those little side uh, uh, like saddlebags almost, but like on the inside of the bed. So that would be really cool. So I did reach out uh, to uh, a uh, a group that does advertising for them and uh, mentioned to her uh, that you know if any of her folks that she deals with might want to be part of this build, uh, please let me know. And she th- she thought that they would be. So uh, we may uh, be talking to Tuffy and Best Top and uh, several 
several vendors that we've uh, had on the show in the past. Anyway, it'll be exciting. Yeah. Anyway, I keep rambling on about this. It's a lot of fun to talk about. It's a lot of fun to think about. Uh, I, I have found out that um, the I'm getting. I'm, I want the the towing package so I can make sure uh, it would probably tow the the my my XJ just fine. But I, I really would like that the tow have the towing package that uh, oh, yeah. they sell with the 410 gears. And isn't I, that the sport? Wasn't that what we discussed in the Zoom call? Last yeah, week? I don't. And I don't. And this is where I need the help of the Zoom people and and perhaps the listeners because uh, I don't think uh, it, it was said last week on, in the the Zoom meeting that the it's the sport is the only one that that's available in you can't get the the uh the big towing package i forget what they call it with the 410 gears in anything other than the sport and the sport is more in my price range anyway it's not going to be rubicon i'm not and i'm sorry guys i'm not buying a jeep of lockers I'll, i would i'd rather pick out my locker and pay somebody to put it in there uh, than I would uh, to uh, to have uh, have Jeep do it. I'm I'm sorry. It's you know it's just too much money uh, for for what you get in my opinion. Uh, so uh, it, it may get a locker. Uh, of course, the, the the towing package has like a limited slip in the rear end of the uh, of the sport. I believe with that towing package. So anyway, uh, like I said, I keep rambling about this. I'm excited about it. Uh, the last time I bought a a new vehicle was in uh, like '97 or '98 when I bought this Cherokee. So <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Well, I don't know about it's time or not, but uh, the the Jeep's getting old, the Cherokee Cherokee's getting old, and uh, I want to make sure that anything that happens to it, it won't put me having to take my wife's Jeep and leaving her stranded. And mm-hmm. uh, I need a tow vehicle. I need something yeah. to be able to get my vehicle uh, out. And you know, the great thing about this is, is that if it if it tows well, and I think it's going to. Uh, it really doesn't keep me from going anywhere in the United States. So I right. could literally yeah. take this thing out to Easter Jeep Safari, uh, Moab, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, the, the Cherokee would be the one doing the trails, but that's what it's designed for. So mm-hmm. Sounds exciting. I keep can't listening. Wait to hear about your yeah. adventures. Keep listening, and uh, you may be seeing me soon on the trail. Hey, it's XJ. Talking about lift kicks on my Cherokee, it's sagging a little bit, and then when I get a couple heifers in there, it sags a lot, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I figured I'm going to need about a three to five inch lift on her, might pile some snow too, figured that Emu, old man Emu, you heard much about it or not, get on the Emu, Emu and Doug down here. Fix on my Jeep, okay? Extra mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I'm gonna need what me was, some mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that movie? That was uh, that was like the uh, Sling Blade. Yeah, that was like the 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 breakaway movie for for that actor. Very good actor. Uh, I always yeah. enjoyed him and stuff. <laughs> Are from Arkansas? On, yeah, on I can't remember yeah. from Arkansas, I believe. But uh, very good actor and and, and uh, a former uh, Mr. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Which is uh, very nice. impressive. Oh, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. Bob. Billy Bob. How can I not remember? Uh, Being from Texas, how, how can I remember? not remember somebody uh, named Billy Bob? That's a Texan name. That's a South name. Yeah, he's <laughs> Arkansas, so close enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Old Man EMU or EMU, EMU, EMU. Old is Man a, EMU. Is a, got, is, a, is a product EMU that has, a lot of people uh, recommend. I've never yeah. used it. They, uh, they, I think the the tallest spring they've got is like a three inch or something for the XJ. Their their suspension systems only go up so far. Now I will say 
that uh, if if I were to get another YJ, that uh, the uh, the only leaf spring I would put under it would be an old man emu uh, or Deaver. Those would literally be the only two springs that I would ever leaf springs that I would ever put underneath the uh, underneath the Wrangler. Old man emu leaf springs are amazingly flexible uh, and they they perform very well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're not for everybody. They're a soft spring. Um, they are primarily an off-road spring. I, I wouldn't, uh, um, you know, use them much on-road, but uh, they have great off-road performance, and the Aussies seem to love them. So, yeah, there you go. And thank you for calling in, Slingbite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And it's funny you should mention about the Cherokee Indians upset about uh, Jeep using the name Cherokee. Because here, here in North Carolina, I routinely drive my Jeep Cherokee up to the Cherokee Indian Nation, which happens to be in the uh, Cherokee National Forest. And let me tell you, those guys are highly offended whenever I head up there. No, not because I'm driving a Cherokee. It's, <laughs> it's just, just I'm just an annoying person yeah. in general. I don't think they really <laughs> yeah. like me. No, I wish it. they just uh, stick to just running 7-Elevens and motels. Not that kind of Indian, you dumbass. <laughs> Oops, my bad. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to find out. Have you guys heard about the guy who invented Lifesavers? Yeah, he made a mint. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. And you have a good one. Bye. Just you are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. Yes, you are. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, you are. That one didn't even make sense or wasn't even funny. Come on, Nikki G, you can do better. Oh, oh Wendy's pissed off. Broner. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy was suck in, sucked in. and uh, Oh, that's another uh, lifesaver uh, joke there. Yeah. I, I mean, I always look forward to Nikki G, and he makes me laugh. And tonight I'm like, wah, wah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Hey Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Gong. Just wanted to let you know that your 12 inch is back ordered. But that you know your way around Gong, I will go ahead and up your order to a 15 inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. Okay. I know you're going to love it. Yes! Color coded black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings once you smack it, you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of Gong you want. I'm proud that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. <laughs> so funny. That is one uh, of our best voicemails ever. I love deep, that. Deep talk show. Somebody, uh, somebody made a comment when I played the gong thing. Somebody made a comment on the Facebook stream about the gong thing. About the, so I had to play it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that thing. It's, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Tony, Josh, and Wendy, I sure do hate missing a show. However, starting a new business can be a little overwhelming. Things are going good, but we are constantly working long hours. There is so much to do on the to-do list. Not only just our garage, but trying to find other businesses to move in since the building is so big. We started on the machine shop walls this past weekend, and we were lucky to find another lathe, this time one a little newer. We also have a Jeep girl who creates decals and is working on decals and t-shirts for us. 
We are in the planning stages of Jeep meet and greets, trail rides here in the San Luis Valley, recovery and off-road classes, and our grand opening is April 10th. Hope to see you there, maybe, in Monte Vista, Colorado. And in case you aren't familiar with the area, we're in the San Luis Valley in south-central Colorado near New Mexico. The Rio Grande River runs through this valley. The Continental Divide and the San Juan Mountains are in the west, and the Sangre de Cristo Mountains are in the east. We are up at about 7,900 feet above sea level, and the space between the mountains is a flat, dry desert of about 8,000 square miles. We are surrounded by these majestic mountains. It's very beautiful, and it's very soul-healing. Plus, the best part, there are hundreds of miles of trails from mild to wild within an hour's drive and some even closer. There are so many to explore. It's very overwhelming. Plus, just south of us are some pretty spectacular views in the northern New Mexico area near Taos. It does get pretty cold here in the winter and lots of snow. This year, we've been lucky with the mild snow, but the cold temperatures have been pretty bitter, and we've learned some tough lessons dealing with the cold and camping in our camper. Which brings me to Jeep Life, cold weather camper life tips from lessons learned. There's a saying I learned while my kids were in Boy Scouts, it's always be prepared. Being prepared means planning and having a plan for every contingency you can think of, even if the possibility is low. I know folks in Texas sure learned this lesson. Not only have a plan and a backup plan, but have a backup plan to the backup plan. Now, there are four major musts when you're camper cold weather camping. Good shelter, water, food, and heat. These are essential to basic survival in the cold weather. Good shelter protects you from the elements. Most RVers or van lifers put a second layer of protection on their homes in the cold winter months. This could be a tarp over the top, and for some RVs or campers, some sort of skirting around the bottom of the camper or RV. This helps keep the inside warm. We have used a tarp around the bottom of our camper, but here in the valley it gets very windy, so this is not a good idea. The foam board is definitely the way to go. Just make sure it's secured good. All the tarp does is blow off in that windy weather and make scary noises at night while it's blowing around and flapping in the wind. Sometimes I would wake up wondering if those mountain lions were trying to get into the camper. Investing in rugs and slippers is a good idea too, and plenty of blankets. Water. Now most campgrounds have water hookups. In the winter, these hookups need to be insulated. And not just the hookups, it's a good idea to have a backup hose that you can plug in to keep it warm. Just a regular hose will freeze if the temperatures get low enough. And you still need a backup plan to that backup hose. Not all campground water hookups are well insulated. Ours froze in the ground, so no water for us. That meant lots of jugs of water. I sure am learning the art of perseverance living the camper life here in the mountains of Colorado. Food. The good thing in winter is if you lose power, your cold food won't go to waste as you can just store it outside. Just make sure it's in an animal-proof container. One day last year before we upgraded our camper with a bigger refrigerator, I needed extra space for our cold food. So I put it in a vinyl-type cooler. Well, one day when I got home, my roast pack of chicken and pork chops were gone. The creature did leave the trash in the cooler, though. The animal chewed right through the vinyl cooler. There are several containers on the market that are bear-proof. Cooking the food is important, too. Having several alternatives is a good idea, 
from a propane stove to a charcoal grill to a campfire, which means you need some sort of cooking grill for over the fire. There are several varieties out there. We go with simple and easy and a grill that doesn't take up a lot of space as we take ours tent camping as well. You may want to consider having your propane stove upgraded to be able to use a bigger propane tank. Heat, so, so important in the winter. We have many sources, propane, electric portable heaters, electric blanket that can plug into a battery, and lots and lots of blankets and layers of sleeping clothes. Not only propane heat in the camper, but a portable propane heater like a buddy heater. These are the kind that use that smaller green propane bottle. Now, if you use these camping, the little bottles, if used on high, only last about four hours. Another good idea is to have the capability to use a bigger propane bottle on these buddy heaters. That way, at three in the morning, you're not getting up in a cold tent or camper to change the bottle. Deciding to leave your home and live a simpler life in a camper is not for everyone. If you like the creature comforts of a home, you may want to rethink this. But if you don't mind not having to spend a whole day cleaning your house or even ever vacuuming again and instead relaxing by a campfire or taking a leisurely walk through the mountainside, you might want to consider camper life. It has taught me so many lessons. It has taught me perseverance. It has taught me to be a stronger person and has removed a lot of burdens from my shoulders. Next week on Jeep Life? Well, I'm still trying to figure that one out. So, see you next week. I don't think I'm ever going to grow up. I want. I started snickering when she's talked about hoses and jugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tony. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say some you know, butthead for... going off in my head. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of uh, tent camping and stuff as well out, out here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, uh, cougars, wildcats, uh, even bears uh, are a real danger. Uh, more than that, raccoons, actually. Smart little bastards. Can oh, get yeah. anything. They are. <laughs> Five-finger oh discount. Gosh. Uh, but they've got horrible eyesight. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, uh, you know, even the bears, they, they don't like height. Uh, so they're not going to climb a tree, per se, to try and get your cooler that's hanging oh, 10 feet out you know, that on the branch. wondering why they so, do that. So, yeah, you all, you know, if you've got, you know, like a fresh game kill or something like that, or, you know, if you, uh, a fish that, you know, that you, you've gotten a lot of fish out that day from the lake or something like that, uh, you know, even your cooler. Uh, you know, uh, get yourself a couple ropes, get yourself a sling going on, uh, and, and hoist that thing up in the tree. You get it a good, you know, 15 feet off the ground. Now there ain't going to be a bear out in there. That's going to, uh, you know, worry about that. Same thing with the raccoons. They may smell it, but they can't see it. So they're, they're not going to find it. The bears so, will give you a bad Yelp review though. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> not going to difficult to get to the food. But, you know, and, and that, again, they're only coming through um, in inactive campgrounds. So if you've got a, a very active campground, a lot of things going on, uh, then, then a lot of noise, especially, yeah. uh, then chances are you're not going to see a whole lot of wildlife. So oh, you don't have to worry about that. At least, at, you know, until at night you go to bed, the campground becomes inactive and out comes the scavengers and they're going to come looking for you. A lot of, a lot so, of skunks uh, here in uh, southeast Texas. Oh, in really? Central, Central Texas, huh? yeah. So a lot of skunks come into camp. Uh so, and those are the ones you don't want to surprise. No. <laughs> you do not want to surprise one of those. It's no. not just like you're going to get mauled or anything. No, it's just, the hot dogs are there. So. But you're going to smell it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I will say one thing about uh, Tammy's suggestions about, about heat, uh, you know, uh, living the, the trailer life or, you know, camper life uh, out there in the winter and stuff, trying to stay warm. Be very careful about what you're using for, for heat. Uh, any sort of thing that... Uh, works on a combustion type of uh, apparatus, uh, you, you have a very real danger of carbon monoxide. 
So uh, anything that, you know, propane or uh, kerosene powered, anything like that, natural gas powered, anything, anything that uh, involves combustion, a flame of any kind, uh, you have a real world uh, danger of carbon monoxide poisoning. And it's nothing that you will actually know it's happening to you until you're dead. Uh, it's just one of those things where you you, you wake up and no waking up dead. Life. Yeah, I just uh, that's, it's, <laughs> what happened? No, no, what what is no. that singing I'm hearing? And oh, well, what's this? What's that smell of bacon everywhere? I just oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. If you're if you're uh, you know in a camper, uh, even camping inside of your Jeep uh, or you know even a tent like that, uh, you know tent heaters need to be electric. They they should be, or you have some sort of an exhausted heat exchange type of uh, device that that exhaust the combustion outside of it but exchanges the heat inside uh so that you can warm up that way so just just be aware of uh, carbon monoxide dangers if you uh, are using combustible heat very good suggestions there well how does tammy's jeep life compare with yours we're always looking for jeep stories so contact us and let us know what your jeep life is like just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how <laughs> yeah this here is bubba i just got back from my sunny hunt second honeymoon with the wife and uh, let me tell you after that weekend they need to read they need to, uh, they need to give me reparations after naming that truck i don't know <laughs> wait what what see what this kind of gives you yeah this kind of gives you a better appreciation for Nikki g i think <laughs> i really i don't you know i don't know i yeah I, I i'm sorry i'm gonna take it back there you go I'm, my head with bubba i'm, I'm, I'm sorry bubba. i'm <laughs> telling you we appreciate the conversation and we appreciate Love the calls you, uh but, certainly do but you know wendy you're you're talking bad about nikki g and then no, there you go not anymore i'm taking it back there you go i love you so there you go <laughs> uh hello i want to talk to you about the walkie talkie walkie talkie I think so this I is racist. Need. Hello, I want to talkie. How about the walkie-talkie? Okay, let's get out. <laughs> what? How much is he drinking? I, like, what's up with no, that? He's probably listened to one of our previous episodes on GMRS I radios. Think so. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get himself one of those GMRS radios. Walkie-talkies. Oh, jeez. Walkie-talkies. Well, you gotta have a trail radio to get up in these woods. Oh, are you just happy to see me, or is that a walkie-talkie in your pocket? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with obviously a very long antenna. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a long time since Jeep has been around—80 years to be exact—and in that time, Jeep has produced a lot of vehicles. Uh, some of them have been some real winners, uh, and there's a lot of followings for a lot of different vehicles, including even the old full-size Jeeps and, of course, the old military Jeeps as well. And uh, you know, each and every week, we up with a new uh, a new topic to talk about around the campfire side chat. And those who are new to the show, I, I highly encourage you guys to join in because this is the part of the show where you get to be a part of the live recording uh, and where you get to pull up a chair around the campfire and chat about whatever topic uh, we pull out of the hat. And, uh, and this week, uh, the topic is actually, I got to give credit where credit is due to uh, Chris from 7slats.com, who has actually recently volunteered to help us out with our website uh, in uh, posting up the show notes uh, for you, uh, a Chris. recent episode. And Yeah, in fact, he actually did a very good job uh, in the last, uh, last posting, uh, really going into some finer details, uh, even putting in links uh, to some of the words, the terminology that links back to our glossary of terms. 
Uh, so very nicely done, Chris. Very well, uh, good job done on that. So I got to give you hats off to that as well. So Chris has actually joined us uh, again on the campfire side chat, as long as uh, along with a bunch of other of our listeners, we're going to chime in on what this topic is. And this week it is what is the best Jeep of all time? And obviously, everybody's going to have a different uh, a different opinion as to what is the best Jeep of all time. There are certainly some winners out there. There's certainly some losers. And there's going to be some unique suggestions in this list, I'm sure. Uh, but the right answer is going to have a J in the vehicle designation. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and an R. <laughs> so uh, we, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to talk with our co-hosts. We're going to talk with our listeners. We're going to find out what is the best Jeep of all time. And uh, to the man who uh, had submitted this topic to begin with, Chris from 7 what would you say is the best Jeep of all time? My opinion is the 2013 to 2018 JK four-door. And when I say best Jeep, I know everyone's going to have their opinion, their experience on what's the best trail crawler. But really, the best Jeep that my Jeep is my my only my personal only vehicle. And, you know, off the factory floor, it's capable. It's livable in that you can drive it to and from work. You can pick the kids up. You can take clients in it. You can take the top off. You can have fun with it. You can go wheel it and you can still drive home. And furthermore, it's, you know, the aftermarket support is tremendous still for the JK. And you can build it up and do whatever you want with it. And why I stop at the JK, and it's my opinion, the JL is a great vehicle. It is an improvement. But overall, the JL, I believe over time, what JL do you have? Do you have the two-liter turbo? Do you have the three-six? Do you have the the diesel option? Do you have the the electric one? We we hear so much about. I, I just I just believe the the 2013 to 2018 JK is the best. It's got the three-six. It's got the good motor. It's got the aftermarket support. So if you were to be silly enough to sell it, you, you could. It, it's just going to have the overall best resale value. And that's why I think it's the best of all time. Like I said, I mean, there'll be folks who say all well, the, the LJ, the TJ can do better off-road. And it may be possible. I, I would agree it'd be better off-road. But overall, I think it's the, the 13, 18 JK. So, Chris, you mentioned uh, clients, taking clients around in your Jeep. Um, the, the Do you get kind of a funny look from them, like a... Uh, I think there's a lot of people, closet Jeep people out there that would like to have one, but they don't feel... I was feel... told that we were going to have town car service. <laughs> <laughs> but what the but they, they kind of feel like it's not, uh, they shouldn't have it. They're not mature if they don't, if they have a Jeep, you know, it, it, it should be something like a, a Toyota Corolla, a 1999 Toyota Corolla or something. So do you, do you get kind of looks from them or something <laughs> when, you, when you pick them up in your Jeep because they were kind of curious? They kind of like it is, is what I'm saying. Oh, no, they love it. Absolutely. Especially I got the top and doors off occasionally. Uh, obviously, the last year, I haven't seen too many clients in person, but we'll show up with the top and doors off. There was one time there was a little sketchy weather. We didn't get rained on, but uh, that was just kind of fun. But yeah. yeah, they love it. It's it's great. Yeah. I think it Chris, puts you in me, a different let class. Me, let me chime in here. You were very specific with the 2013-2014 years. Now, the JKU has been present. around for 2007 to 2017, a good 10-year run. Uh, or more uh, there, actually, uh, with the JKJKU line of Wranglers. So why specifically oh, that year of Wranglers? The 13 and up has the 3.6 versus the 3.8, and the 3.8 is a good engine. It just has the bad automatic behind it. I think if you have a 6-speed a, a 3.8, that's okay. 
and, and overall the 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 interior and the 13 and up is a better interior uh the 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 first generation jk you know a little more exposed metal and, and again it's it's picky but the the center console the stock center console is about eight inches too short for anybody of yeah. any stature and if you put <laughs> yeah. your elbow you fall you over into the passenger and they yeah. see a lot of guys will put that silly extension or replace it all together and oh god uh, that extension is hideous too <laughs> yeah it just looks it just looks silly uh so oh, yeah. so really that's why i mean just overall creature comforts it's just uh you know right. it's, it's right. best street. I figured I got to put your feet to the fire a little bit. If you're going to call out specific years, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and, and, and want a little bit more clarification. But no, great answer, Chris. And, and thanks again for the topic this week. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, and I'm going to write your head right over to Christopher, uh, who's joined us as well. Christopher, what do you think is the best Jeep of all time? I'm going to have to agree with him because uh, the JK came out and it is a huge game changer in the Jeep community just because you can have extra passengers and more cargo space or just all around it's it's longer wheelbase so some of those two wheel or uh, two door areas where the two doors can't go the four four door can just walk right over because of the longer wheelbase i've said it many times if the jku had been available or a tju had been available when i was buying the cherokee that's what i would have gotten because that, that's what the reason why we went with the Cherokee was to have the four-door. So uh, and I think... wheelbase and more capacity of holding people. Exactly. And if you yeah, can't it's okay afford that, a JK, then you might as well go with the WJ. It's the only one with the V8 in it. And it still has the <laughs> same drive terrain. <laughs> so if you're not able to drive or get a JK, might as well go with the WJ. They're cheap as like two, three grand. Are they still? Because I know the XJ prices are really shooting up. Yeah, the XJs are astronomical. They're at least what for a junker you can find one for about five grand. Yeah, it's just amazing. And a good one you can find with nothing touched, probably in the seven eight range. Yeah, it's amazing. But but the, the, the WJs aren't doing that yet. No WJs. They're I can find eight hundred bucks on. Uh, what is it? Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Right. Yeah, and that's where the XJs and if were. Running maybe, and driving more than three grand. Yeah, I think the XJs were there like maybe three to five years ago. It, it's, it seems say about like it's three to five years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah. to me. Even though the WJ so, is a unibody, not a frame, it is a unibody. It's oh, really? still I didn't know pretty that. capable. Yeah, yeah. No, still very yeah, it very still has a straight platform. accent. So, <laughs> and and uh, you know, actually, be gaining a lot of popularity in the overlanding crowd as well. And the aftermarket oh, yeah. support for the WJ has really come around to where it uh, it was almost non-existent uh, for years after the release of of that body style. Uh, nobody had uh, hardly any aftermarket support for them uh, for a long time. Uh, and then uh, I don't know, around maybe five, six, eight years after their release. Uh, suddenly it was long arms everywhere, tons of bumper options and armor options and stuff. And, and really, uh, they've, they've been blowing up in the aftermarket scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the WJ platform myself, especially with that W uh, with that V8, uh, very smooth running engine there. So, uh, Larry Jeep and Mo, um, you know, what would you think is the best Jeep of all time? I'm, I'm just curious to see if you're, uh, going to give us a wrong answer like Chris and Christopher did. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it really depends on when you entered the market as well, what your answer is going to be there. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I think for what expanded the, I'll say the Jeep market, I think Chris is 100% on it. I think the JK expanded it 
you know, by entering the four door for the family. I, but I think if they would have kept on with the Wagoneer all through those years, I think it would have gave it a good run for its money. That's a good point, actually, uh, to have that kind of a platform. Now, of course, the Commander sort of played in those waters a little bit, yeah. uh, but it just it, I don't think it was a very well-designed vehicle. Uh, it had a lot of issues uh, electronically and with the transmissions as well. Um, it was a lot of people had said, you know, maybe the commander should have been the Cherokee, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, the Cherokee name carrying on, yeah. uh, with that. I, I disagree on a couple of, uh, on a couple of, uh, reasons, but, it, it uh, looked a lot but, like but, a Cherokee. I like that, it, it that square boxy. It uh, did have the boxy lines and stuff as well. You're right. Um, you know, but I don't, I, you know, the commander sort of filled that yeah, market, it, but it just it didn't didn't have the popularity that, or the competition that I think, uh, and maybe a lack of aftermarket support had something to do with it. The, the aftermarket really never got onto the commander. It was, uh, uh, it was IFS, the, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I think I, I think that was another problem, and the engine uh, didn't have enough power yet. Yeah, it was. It sucked gas wonder. like it was yeah. <laughs> going out of style. So yeah, yeah. But you imagine if you could well, have had a full frame wagon here, you know, where you, straight axles, where you could have done all the all the work like you can to a JK. And I, I think that would have been a, a hell of a platform if they would have continued it versus what they're looking to bring them back. But no, I think the I think the JK has done a done a lot to expand the market, and I don't think you can uh, knock it for it's what it's done for the brand. At least it's not no, IFS. I, I will. I will give you that a hundred percent. That if it not if not for the JK the JKU platform specifically, uh, I don't think that that the Jeep aftermarket market uh, would be what it is today. I mean, it's a five billion dollar plus per year industry uh, just in Jeep customization alone. And I think a lot of that, like Christopher, Chris, and Larry have all alluded to, that a lot of that has to do with uh, is is thanks to the the JK and the JKU platform. How about you, Chip? Uh, where where would you fall into the answer of what is the best Jeep of all time? DJ, watch him. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> I mean, I think looking at the color of hair on all this, all the other guys on the broadcast, I'm the oldest guy here. And I mean, I've got a I've got a JK. It's a two door. My wife's got a four door. Um, love those vehicles from driving on the road and creature comforts. And I had a TJ, and I like the coils and the the ride of that better, but I'm a traditionalist. I fell in love with Jeeps when I saw them back in the 70s. So I'm going to go with a 1986 CJ7 as being the prime <laughs> Jeep. Dukes of Hazard, I think, is uh, the, the young lady that used to drive the CJ on Dukes of Hazard. That was CJ5. Daisy. Daisy. Daisy Dukes. Yeah, thank you. But wasn't the Jeep named Dixie? Was. It, it was. was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Bonus points to Chip Holmes for the name of the Jeep and Dick's Hazard. Very good, <laughs> sir. Very good. You know, uh, there's it's something to be said. It was about, yellow, about, wasn't it? Or white. No, it was white. white. It was white. It was white. Yeah, yeah, it was white. white. That show it would have had yeah. to been white. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. Of course, Tony. <laughs> what? No, the, the car she drove before it was yellow car, wasn't it? What, what she drove before it? That they pushed off a cliff somehow. I don't know. I got stuck on her shorts. Yeah. She had a car. <laughs> yeah, she, she had a car. She had a car. Yeah. No, I, I, Chip, I, I get a chance to wheel with uh, with a group of guys uh, only about once or twice a year, and it's actually been a couple of years since I've seen these guys. We talk every so often through email and stuff like that. But uh, one of the guys who I wheel with has got a CJ7 that is just an 
absolute monster. Uh, right. He's got, I mean, you know, close to sixty grand into it if he's got a dime into it. But I mean, it is an amazing machine, uh, and that is actually the, the 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 vehicle I got a chance to drive and ride in uh, on our trip to the Rubicon a number of years back. Uh, and, and that that thing performed so amazingly well. Now, obviously, there was very little left stock to that Jeep outside of the tub and the steering wheel, maybe. <laughs> uh, but that being said, it, it, it was an amazing Jeep. I've always had a soft spot for the CJs. Um, it, it's sort of the, the Jeep that I uh, grew up on, uh, more or less. I mean, yeah, my grandfather had a, Wangler, a Wrangler. Um, but, you know, getting a chance to drive my first, you know, um, or, or Wagoneer, rather, uh, getting a chance to drive my first quote-unquote Wrangler-type Jeep, uh, the CJs were not a Wrangler, they were a different kind of vehicle, um, but I've driven the CJs, driven the YJs, I've driven the TJs, um, I've driven a couple of JKs, JKUs, and not really my bag of chips, but yeah, those CJs, and really only with a lot of aftermarket support. Uh, but I, and I, I find with that, they, there is a, a, a hard pressed Jeep, hard to find a Jeep, uh, that can compete against a well-built CJ. So Greg, uh, Great. where do you fall in this? Uh, best Jeep of all time, Greg, what do you got? I got to go with the XJ. I mean, it went from 84 to 90 or to 2001, no, over almost, uh, 200, 2,800,000 of them were built. The N line six is just legendary with the, uh, uh, bulletproof motor that just runs forever. The uh, aftermarket support for it is, uh, you know, even they haven't even built the thing for the last 20 years now, uh, since the two, uh, 2001s rolled off the rolled off the lot, and there's the aftermarket support is just still running strong, oh, yeah. and uh, it's just a, amazing that these vehicles are are all now getting to be 20. Uh, 20 years to, to almost 35 years old now, and they're still out there running, uh, running the trails and, and doing a lot more so than what a lot of the other vehicles can because of the longer wheelbase, uh, such as the TJs or the, uh, uh, some of the CJs. I mean, they, they have that like very compa compatible to the, uh, <clears throat> JKs that, uh, Chris and them and talked about. Uh, it, it also can hold m multiple passengers and, 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 uh, uh, didn't have room for uh, your cargo in the back as well. I mean, it's just an amazing vehicle. Uh, it's a lot of fun to work on, very easy to work on. The motor is, uh, you can just kind of look at it and figure out how it all goes together. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed having mine in the last several years and, and getting to uh, understand how it all operates. And I just really uh, impressed with that. With that build, with it being a, with it being a unibody, it, it just uh, so light and it can, Almost, it can almost go anywhere if you just build it upright, and it's just a lot of fun to have. No, some some people's XJs are, are light; mine isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, Greg, you're the only one so far with the right answer because uh, the XJ was the. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. To be, to be serious, though, the uh, the Jeep Cherokee XJ was the only Jeep that was produced for longer than, uh, other than you know uh, the CJs, I believe. Uh, if you, if you add them all up, longer than ten years. It seems to be about the ten year run is uh, for for a name batch about before they do a massive redesign or something like that. Now there's seventeen years uh, that the the Cherokee was was produced. A little, I think, a little over seventeen years. Um, and in that time, yeah, you're right. There, there was a lot of them that were made, and they were actually one of the few jeeps that were actually used by multiple municipalities. 
Uh, I think in some uh, counties, you can still find Jeeps for delivering mail and still will have a sheriff's badge on the side of them. So, you know, um, to, to, be, to still have a, a Jeep in a municipal fleet uh, still to this day that is 20 years old or older uh, is impressive. And you're not going to see that on a JK or a JKU. I'm sorry. So uh, Mike, uh, Mike Zen is with us. So Mike, what do you got to say about the best Jeep of all time? What would your vote be? I say all of them. Doesn't matter. All of them are their own unique uh, style. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> this wait, wait, this wait, guy's wait. running for political take office. the easy way out. Come <laughs> on, Mike. He is from California. Like, have, there you go. <laughs> I, have, I have a JK. I have a JK, and I love that thing. You know, it's that manual transmission, two-door. That's the way to go. Um, but I would still enjoy watching, I mean, looking at the JKUs because of the the look that you can make it your own, the way, you know, all these modifications people can, you, you see one, it's different, you know, that's why I was, uh, love doing, uh, watching them. And, um, but hanging out with Neil and, you know, he had me, uh, I was able to dr uh, drive a CJ five and, you know, even though it's an old style, uh, vehicle, it was actually fun driving that CJ five oh, yeah. and I enjoyed oh, it. Hunters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like roller coasters. You think you're going to die, but you don't. So you're, <laughs> so you're happy. But you didn't. <laughs> Drum brakes all around. Yeah. It about four or five or six inches of play in the steering wheel. Stopping, yeah, no. stopping is a suggestion, <laughs> just like the steering. <laughs> yeah, just trying to steer on that CJ5 was a challenge, but it's, it was fun. Yeah, those, those older Jeeps, they have character. They they have, uh, you know, some some uh, some bugs and quirks and, and things like that. But that that's what makes them, you know, what they are. Uh, oh. And, it, yeah, you got you to gotta love them. Bob, two cheap yeah. Jeep guys. What is the best Jeep of all time in your book? The LJ Rubicon. Uh, that's, here, a here. that's a good pick. Here, here. Because mm -hmm. you got the longer wheelbase. You don't have the extra yep. doors, but you got the longer wheelbase. And, of course, it's a TJ. Everything you love about a TJ, thick metal. Uh, I bet you it's a great off-road rig. It is. No, My buddy's got an LJ. And one of the best things about it is he can tow my bigger trailer without any problem, where my TJ, I wouldn't dare to. Oh, wow. Yeah, that longer wheelbase is certainly going to be a lot more of a stable platform when you're, uh, you know, towing something uh, a long load or a heavy load. It'll actually kind of keep things under control a little bit better. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Now, I've long said that the the uh, the, the the LJ Wrangler was the last true Wrangler, the best Wrangler ever built. Uh, you got the TJ platform uh, coilover suspension that was uh, it's been tried and true. Uh, in fact, copied by uh, by a lot. Um, you had the the venerable uh, inline six uh, power plant, uh, awesome transmission and transfer case. As you know, you got the two thirty one in there, or or possibly even the uh, uh, two th uh, two four. Uh, what was the the rock track? The two forty one, uh, I think, was what that 241 was. Two forty one OR, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was in in some of those. God, just amazing transmission in, in our uh, transfer the, case on that's those. The, the Rubicon transfer case, I think. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, the Rubicon LJ. Uh, you know, locked up front and rear. Um, you know, uh, just a great, great Jeep. Lots of lots of room in that thing. Uh, and with the wheelbase, yeah, like uh, I think it was Christopher or, or Larry was saying. Somebody was saying, you know, longer wheelbase, you get, you get a chance to get over some of those obstacles a little bit better. Absolutely. You know, in my Cherokee XJ. Uh, you know, out on the trail with a you know mix of Wranglers out there, 
Uh, some of those TJ guys, they they got to fight for a line sometimes. And uh, and the XJ, I can just kind of, you know, point it and go. Uh, so there's something to be said about uh, a little bit longer wheelbase as well. Tony, uh, where would you stand? You're a multi-Jeep family. Uh, you've had Jeeps in the family, <coughs> excuse me, for years. Um, wh- where, would the, uh, wh- where would the Tony household fall on the best Jeep of all time? I like the TJ. Uh, the TJ was what I went to go uh, purchase whenever uh, we uh, decided to get the Cherokee instead. Uh, I did not have any idea that the XJ was going to be the probably most successful Jeep outside of maybe a World War II that mm. Jeep made. For all the reasons uh, that uh, our listener, our, our Zoom person was talking about earlier, uh, almost three million built, uh, long run, absolutely amazing uh, 4.0. The uh, the automatic transmission, you could get at least 225,000 uh, miles out of it. It is just a great, solid Jeep. Uh, and uh, the TJ took a uh, had a lot from uh, that the XJ had or, or vice versa. So yeah. uh, yep. that, and that's what we have here. We've got one XJ. And three TJs, and uh, the the they're very similar in uh, as far as things that I have to do to it. Uh, they're very similar. It's easy to work on. Uh, I absolutely love the XJ. So uh, I just uh, it would be nice. But the TJ to me is a little more of what I consider to be a uh, a quote unquote Jeep. You know the thing that I wanted. Absolutely. Uh, because it, well, the CJs is what I uh, actually was interested in at the time because I guess it was around 78 whenever I started getting a, an interest in Jeeps. So it, uh, it wasn't, that was prior to the, uh, the, the Wranglers actually coming out. But, mm-hmm. but the Wranglers still have that general shape of uh, yeah. you know, all the ones before that. So to me, that's what, it, what, the, what a Jeep is, is, uh, is going to be a Wrangler. So. But the XJ is very nice. It's really hard. I mean, uh, ask me in a year. I may be uh, really enjoying right. the Gladiator. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You never know. A, I can tell you it really right is now. all about. It really is all about kind of what your exposure is. You know, what you've been exposed to, what, you know, kind of seat time that you've had in a Jeep. If, if all you've ever known is, you know, a CJ5 and, and you've had like seven of them over the years, you know, and you've always only had CJ5s. Well, likely there's a, there's a reason for that. And you're, you're going to probably lean towards, you know, a CJ5 or maybe even a CJ3 or something like that, you know, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I love the old military Jeeps. I, I, I There's just, anytime I see a restored uh, Willys, I, I just, I, I spend as much time as I can just ogling over it. Have you driven uh, one? All the workmanship... I have not driven an old Willys. I'd like I to know really what, how the drive a forties Jeep. Yes, I'd like to absolutely. know how the Willys uh, stacks up to a CJ as far as the way it drives. If it's similar, uh, or because I knew one was built because of uh, the other, and I just wonder if they made uh, many many modifications or if it's very well, the thing is, very much is like the military Jeep. I've never driven a stock CJ. All the CJs that I've ever been in have been modified to one extent or another, either in steering or suspension. Oh, you're going to have to find a grandma that's got that thing parked in a a garage for it not to be modified. You have to modify a Jeep. That is, (laughs) if you don't modify a Jeep, there's something wrong with you. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, you know, finding it, you know, a 1940s, you know, Willys to to drive and then and then comparing that against something, there's there's almost no other class of Jeep that you could get in that would be comparable. Uh, so it would be it would be hard pressed to try and find something that that sort of measures up in in that in that respect uh, to something like an old 40s Willys Jeep, you know, CJ2A, right. you know, something like that. So 
Uh, yeah. Well, now, what about you, Wendy? Um, you know, I, I don't know what your you know, kind of exposure you've had to other Jeeps and stuff like that. Uh, what would you say is the best Jeep of all time, in your opinion? Yeah, I haven't had exposure. I mean, I see everybody else driving all different, you know, styles and years and makes and models. Um, but honestly, I have to say that the Jeep I own now is the best because that's all I have a reference point of. And I love my Jeep. So sure, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to go with. Absolutely understandable. Yep. You know, there's there's a, a little bit of an, a trail exercise that uh, that I participated in a few times uh, back when I was president of uh, the North American XJ Association's uh, Northwest chapter. And, and we, we called it, I mean, there's something similar called like a Chinese fire drill. Uh, and I'm, there's another racist term. I just show oh, it. Just boy. Hey, Chinese uh, have fires. It's all right. <laughs> it's gone right? downhill. <laughs> 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 no, but it's it's sort of um, you, you call we call it a fire drill run, and um, halfway through the run, around lunch, uh, everybody switches vehicles, and I, I know that that that's extremely weird, and a lot yeah. of people, you know, all of a sudden their hackles go up. Nobody yeah. else is driving my exactly. Jeep off road, and and but it's it's you've got to be in a trustworthy group. Um, sure. Obviously, you're not going to be on a double black diamond trail where there's a no. high risk of damage <laughs> and carnage and uh, stuff like that. But you get on an easy trail, even though everybody is going to be more or less, well, I don't want to wheel an easy trail. This is going to be too easy. Yes, but you're in somebody else's vehicle and they have to drive it home. So, you know, it's one of those I things like where it. you, you got to be very careful. You got to be very respectful. But at the same time, they are also operating by the same kind of parameters um, in your own Jeep. You know, somebody else is. Um, but it gives you exposure to another vehicle. How it's set up, um, I like a different that. sort of uh, perspective as to another how another vehicle wheels and performs off road with different equipment, different suspension, different steering, all that sort of stuff. And it was amazing uh, getting a chance to drive, you know, several other different kinds of Jeeps uh, that were all built completely different to my own, um, and, and getting a chance to have that kind of perspective. Now, obviously, you have to be in the kind of group that you could get away with this sort of thing in uh, a group of strangers that you've never seen before are likely not going to be the best candidates for a run like this. But if you wheel with the same kind of people, uh, you know, month in month out, uh, you know, these are the same kind of people you've seen on the trail 17 times before right. this might be a good candidate uh, for, you know, that kind of a run. Um, and again, it's just for a single trail, an easy trail at that. So you're really only spending what, maybe 15 or 20 minutes, a half hour or most or so inside of another vehicle. Uh, and so yeah. you're, you, you don't get the separation anxiety for too terribly long. Uh, but at the same time, it's a unique experience. And I highly suggest that if you are so blessed to be in a group of Jeepers that, that, you, are, that you trust uh, that extensively, uh, please uh, try this out this summer and, and, uh, and let us know how, what you think about it. So, Josh, what yeah, I would recommend is, is that you get behind the person that's driving your Jeep. That's <laughs> not and, always and, up to and you. You're, <laughs> and you're in their Jeep. And that way they're going to be very well-mannered uh, how they drive your Jeep because they know <laughs> that yeah. you're coming up behind them. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a really good suggestion. And I know I've spotted a lot of different Jeeps and models through stuff. So it'd be interesting yeah. to drive some of those just to have the do experience. You, do you have to spot differently for different Jeeps, uh, Wendy? Yes, depending on the size and width and how they're set up. Absolutely. And also you have to consider the, the driver. driver. What's, yeah. your, uh, <laughs> what's your certification level on, uh, on uh, spotting? You must have... Uh, I, I remember the YMCA had different badges. Like it was like minnow, and <laughs> we need to bring chief. Just, uh, chief. It's just chief. Yeah, chief. I have no idea. Yeah, 
Yeah, anything. I have no idea. Geronimo and. Uh, yeah, Chief. <laughs> yeah, Chief Spotter. So yeah, you, no. you, we need to come up with uh, this would be this would be pretty funny. We need to come up with spotter badges, you know, certifications yeah. for for spotting. <laughs> well, awesome uh, responses from everybody. I knew this was going to be a great topic. Uh, thanks Very again fun. to uh, Chris from sevenslats.com. Please go check right. uh, his website out, his blog out, sevenslats.com. Lots of interesting stuff over there and very well put together. Uh, and of course, we're doing this each and every episode. So if this is your first time to the Jeep Talk Show, consider joining in on the fun. And there's a number of ways that you can do that, actually. Uh, you can join the Campfire Side Chat by following us on Facebook or receiving notifications via our newsletter. And Tony, how would somebody go about trying to get uh, get on board with our newsletter? I have no idea. Oh, of no, course. I'm sorry. You just go to, <laughs> you just go to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, you uh, slash contact and you scroll down until you see newsletter and you can just subscribe right there. Actually, I think it's on the front page as well. So you just put in your uh, email address and uh, what is it, Josh? We send out 10 to 12 uh, emails no, a week. God, no, and we don't even sell the information or anything. I, not that we oh, didn't have anybody. Well, we haven't been offered to, thing, to sell it. I'm just saying. That's right. <laughs> For the right no, price, we might sell it. Literally, it's like one email a week. Uh, it, it's up to Tony as to when it comes. I know. I'm <laughs> Probably so Probably not going to be the same time every week. Uh, but no, it's it's just as easy to unsubscribe. Uh, and it's a very secure sort of thing. Uh, we're, we're not going to spend We're trying here. to get Chris to, uh, to do the uh, newsletters too. That way, that'll be more more timely because <laughs> chris is going what this is the first time i've heard of this wait wait yeah, yeah. no hold on wait, i only saw for, for, for so much stuff? here so next week chris will be subbing in for me it's going to keep to do everything <laughs> now once again chris has done a, a, an excellent job on the show notes uh 478 over at jeeptalkshow.com you go check it out uh, very nicely done so hats off once again to chris for doing that and, of course, thanks to all of our listeners around the Campfire Side Chant uh, this week, and thanks to my co-hosts as well. That is the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure that you're connected with us on all the major social media outlets. And, as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show may cause dizziness, blindness, extreme chills, and oily stool. Of course, if you experience any of these symptoms, contact a medical professional immediately to tell them about the show. It, you slip it off. You slip off the stool if you're if it's too oily. Oh <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to do with a straight face. Huh? Have you, yes. And you need to wear gloves when you're changing the differential fluid. Otherwise, you can get an oily stool. It just oh. Goes, oh. sucks right into your body. <laughs> oh, I've been guessing since 2010.